0: Welcome everybody to another edition of Locked On Giants. I'm your host, Art Stapleton. It is Friday, November 18th, 2016, and we're rolling 48 hours away from Giants Bears at Bet Life Stadium. We've got a special crossover edition of Locked On Giants here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'd like to welcome in from Locked On Bears, Arthur Arkish. Arthur, how you doing, man? doing well
1: art thanks for having me uh, I, I like having uh podcast uh crosstalk with guys whose name i share that's always fun
0: yeah you know it, it's kind of weird we, we uh i don't know about you but growing up my uh my name was the unique one never had anybody i can compare to and now here all of a sudden the lockdown podcast network brings us together we can be uh Arthurs and rule the world. How about
1: that? Sounds good to me, my man. Yeah, I've been in the same boat, but uh, hey, I've always enjoyed it. Hopefully you have too.
0: Absolutely. Uh, You know, let's jump right in. You know, in the Giants' world, they're coming off three consecutive losing seasons. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2011. And considering what they've done this year, it's pretty amazing that they're looking at this week and everyone wants to know. How do you avoid the trap game against the Bears? From your perspective, how are the Bears approaching this weekend, 2-7? and seven? Obviously, John Fox is very familiar with this area, uh, having been with the Giants. And last time he was at MetLife Stadium, he was the coach of the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Uh, just curious your sense of where the Bears are right now. Seems like they've taken a lot of hits over the last couple of months.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, this will be six seasons uh, once this uh, death march wraps up since the Bears have been in the playoffs. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's become a, a kind of assess for the future, see what building blocks there are. I don't think anyone has any, uh, uh, you know, delusions of grandeur that this team's about to rattle off seven straight and get into playoff contention. So um, it, it's about reviewing, again, for the future, and I think that starts – um, well, it's hard to say where that starts, actually, because it's been such a crazy week. Alshon Jeffrey down. So now it'll be Cameron Meredith. Uh, obviously, Kevin White done for the season two, the seventh overall pick last year. So and Alshon Jeffrey heading into a contract here. So I think that's one interesting position. Uh, take a look at Cameron Meredith, see what he can. Uh, bring to the table and uh, guys like Marquise Wilson who's been activated off the pup list this week is going to get an opportunity to show what he can do Um, but as much as anything they just need to feed Jordan Howard he's the one guy who's worked consistently their fifth round rookie out of Indiana the fifth round running back he's the one guy really who's worked consistently for this team when he's gotten a consistent workload so um, after getting ignored in the second half last week when things got ugly in Tampa Bay uh, I I fully expect Jordan Howard is going to be the centerpiece of uh, their game plan.
0: Take me inside the, the Bears locker room a little bit. You know, you, they go down to Tampa Bay. You, you figure it's a game where, you know, essentially it's a toss-up. They lose Kyle Long, uh, and they didn't even know about the Jeffrey situation. Well, the franchise probably knew, but I'm sure the players didn't. Right. How did they come out of that on Sunday after getting blown out by Tampa? And do you said a team... You know, the Giants are billing the idea that the Bears are going to be hungry, backs backs to the wall, nothing to lose. You know, it's always that fine line in the NFL where you have a team that's hungry and nothing to lose or a team that's already kind of packed it in. What's your sense from this team this week as they they head here to New Jersey to submit life?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, Art. I don't think that uh, I don't think effort's going to be called into question. That's one thing I will credit John Fox for. He gets these guys to play pretty hard, uh, fairly consistently. So, and I think again, there are enough um, individual things at stake for these guys where they know uh, this is a rebuild, and, and many of them are auditioning for this regime in 2017 or auditioning for other clubs. So. Um, I don't think that you know there's going to be an issue with effort or incentive now um there have been you may or may not have seen this bleacher report story from Mike Freeman this week about some anonymous teammates uh saying that Jay Cutler has lost the locker room and his embarrassment last week uh or his preparation last week was embarrassing so Uh, certainly that adds in an extra layer and it will be interesting to see if there is any type of divide between the offense and the defense but Jay to his credit said yesterday uh, you know he just kind of pointed out the obvious at the quarterback position the highs are always higher the lows are always lower so um, I guess that's the one you know kind of intriguing aspect is to see uh, what the rallying cry is like around Jay Cutler coming off one of the worst performances he's had as a bear
0: you know, the Giants were trying to sell us yesterday on the idea. Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. uh, for the Giants, was selling us on the idea that you take Alshon Jeffrey out of the mix, and now all of a sudden Jake Cutler in the past has been at his best when he spreads things around and finds different receivers. So in some way they're trying to sell that no Jeffrey could be a good thing for Cutler. I'm mm-hmm. not buying it. How about you?
1: Uh No, no, I'm not buying it, but I don't think it's totally ridiculous because I know what Spagnuolo is referring to is what happened last season when Alshon missed um a better part of eight games with varying soft tissue injuries and the result was a more resourceful, a more... Uh, cautious Jay Cutler and he had the best uh, the the best season of his career if you talk about kind of risk aversion and those things kind of just protecting the football and giving his team a chance to win more often than not so um, the other big Factor that has been removed since Cutler's success last season without Alshon obviously is Adam Gase and I think that gets back a little bit to the frustration here with regard to Jordan Howard. The one thing that's worked really well and it doesn't necessarily seem like Dowell Loggins um, who replaced Adam Gase and is in his first year as the Bears play caller. Uh, it doesn't seem like he has a full grasp on on the best way to to utilize Howard and to maximize his offense. So Um, It it is an interesting theory, and again, I I can see where it comes from, but when you're talking about in addition and not having Alshon, now you don't have uh, Kevin White, obviously. Eddie Royal hasn't really been all that much of a factor since the first month of the season. Uh, Just a lot of young guys, and then you take Kyle Long, arguably the best blocker out of the equation. And um, no, I think if you ask Jay what situation he'd prefer, uh, he'd love a healthy Alshon and and Kevin White and, and Kyle Long and the rest of the group.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. You mentioned Dowell Loggins, and again, uh, you're listening to Locked On Giants. This is Art Stapleton of The Record. You can catch all my coverage on NorthJersey.com, and we're pleased to be with today Arthur Arkish of Locked On Bears. You mentioned Dowell Loggins, and he's the OC now in, in Chicago, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Uh, it It's interesting to me, and we go back a couple of years, When the Giants and Tom Coughlin were interviewing for offensive coordinators, they ended up hiring Ben McAdoo. We know how that worked out. Dowell Loggins was one of the four finalists for that job, Uh, and it's kind of interesting. You mentioned Loggins, and I didn't even put two and two together until you just mentioned his name. The fact is, crazy how things work. Ben McAdoo gets the Giants' OC job. Loggins... I believe ended up to Cleveland. Did he? And was he with Johnny Manziel for a little bit?
1: That's right. Yep. One season in Cleveland after a couple of years in Nashville.
0: <laughs> so now Loggins is in with John Fox in Chicago, replacing Adam Gaines. Ben McAdoo gets the OC job in in New York and now is the head coach replacing Tom Coughlin. It's just kind of amazing. You mentioned Loggins, and, and that's the first thing that popped into my head. What. What is the thing with with Jordan Howard last week? Uh, you know, I guess you know the Twitter doctors, or you know, we, we, they kind of rule the world sometimes. But yep. coming out of Sunday, the idea was Jordan Howard has a serious injury; he's out for the season. He's definitely not going to play next week against the Giants. And then two weeks, two days later, uh, Jordan Howard is fine, ready to go back at practice. Uh, first off, just the idea of Howard—is he a hundred percent? And do you expect them to to kind of feed Howard on Sunday?
1: Yeah, you know it, it's always hard to get a read on John Fox when it comes to injuries. Certainly, from what I understand, he actually even told. Um, the the Giants media on his and uh, teleconference that Howard was a limited participant in the Wednesday practice. Yet the first two reports that we received of the week didn't have his name on the list at all. So uh, a little bit, right. uh, a little bit puzzling to say the least. Now Fox mentioned an Achilles or an ankle injury, like you said, coming out of the game Sunday. Howard only received, I think, one touch, two touches after halftime. So uh, at that time, it certainly made sense that he was dealing with something. But he, Howard said himself in the locker room that he was fine after the game. He didn't know about any injury. So whether this is Fox covering up for the inexplicable uh, disappearance of Howard under, you know, Loggins' game plan in the second half, or whether maybe gotcha. he, maybe Howard got in the doghouse, too. He did lose his first fumble um which again i mean he's you know nine, he's eight games into this thing and uh it has been terrific for the bears their best offensive player their best skill guy um but maybe it was a short leash after the fumble we haven't gotten a lot of Uh, We haven't gotten a real clear explanation on that. But, again, all I can tell you uh, is that this dude has been a a man. I mean, he has had uh, four 100-yard rushing games as a rookie with the Bears. Uh, His first two starts both resulted in 100-yard games. First guy to do that since Matt Forte. He has has exceeded expectations uh, in the passing game where he was thought to be very, very unrefined coming out of Indiana. And uh, I think he's shown a little bit more juice, too, than a lot of people expected. Remember, before the season, everyone kind of anointed Jeremy Lankford as the heir to Matt Forte. Right? Uh, You know, you you, you look now a couple months down the road, and, yes, Lankford was dealing with an ankle injury, uh, but he's absolutely been Wally-pipped, and uh, I guess what's kind of the season of Wally-pipped around the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah, no kidding.
0: Dak Prescott at the top of the list. I mean, I don't even know, you know, the way way Dak's gone – you know, who even knows uh, if Tony Romo is going to be called Tony Romo anymore? I mean, it, it, may be, it may not be the Wally Pitt, but it may be the Tony Romo when it comes down to it. That's um,
1: a good point.
0: Curious, flip, flip the, side, the side of the ball. Uh, Pernell McPhee obviously made some headlines out here in New York, and uh, you know how, how us big bad New York media can be running into the locker room bringing <laughs> Pernell's comments about getting after Eli Banning. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, curious Giants. Uh, you know the Giants were kind of, you know, putting aside they're not willing to fire back. But was that was that just Pernell being Pernell, or was he trying to fire up the defense? Because in a game where you almost want the, the team with the winning record on a roll to overlook you, saying those kind of things kind of sparks and gets the attention right off the bat of the at the beginning of the week.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um I think you said it right. It is more than anything just kinda of Purnell being Purnell. Um he was probably uh trying to recall a similar scenario last year when uh he said uh very similarly that they were gonna smack Aaron Rodgers on the ass or whatever it is he said about Eli. It was kind of Purnell speak, if you will, but um yeah, it and, and actually the the defense did rally around that uh uh that kind of that rally call if you will last season they went into Lambo and got their biggest uh win of the year on Thanksgiving so uh maybe McFee's trying to kind of replicate what happened last year Um, but he is, that is just who he is. He's, he's a very boisterous guy bordering sometimes maybe on arrogant, but, uh, when he backs it up on the field, I have no problem with it. And now that he is three games removed from, uh, his activation off the pup list, he has turned into a difference maker, uh, over the past two in particular. So, um, that's maybe the best thing the bears have going outside of Jordan Howard is that trio of outside linebackers and Pernell McPhee, Willie Young and Leonard Floyd. So um, I know one of the better things the Giants have going, which is a little surprising actually, has been Eli Manning's protection. So that should be an interesting issue yeah. uh, or an interesting matchup, if you will. But um, yeah, McPhee's a defensive captain. He's the guy they uh, they lean to for energy and for inspiration. And uh, I don't think there was really anything more to it than that, although it obviously sounds a little bit silly when you just got embarrassed by a bad Bucks team and, and it dropped you to two and seven.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Uh, listen, this has been great. I know. I just wanted to uh, finish up with one with one thing about Leonard Floyd uh, and take us back to draft time, when, Yep. Uh I certainly know. I certainly know the Giants had Leonard Floyd near the top of their list. Maybe they made the mistake of letting it out or letting more people than should have known that they liked Leonard Floyd. Right. Uh, and lo and behold. You know, the Bears leapfrogged him and draft Leonard Floyd. I know he came out of the season, uh, out of the gates a little slow, but what have you seen from Leonard Floyd? Are you impressed? And, uh, you know, back at draft time, did you guys kind of get caught up in the leapfrogging the Giants the way we did over here?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair to say, Art. Um, it was, um you know, I thought kind of a rich move up actually to number nine. But like you said, I think that Ryan Pace had a pretty good idea. Uh, that was Jerry Reese's guy and he didn't want to miss out on him. Leonard Floyd. Uh, You could argue maybe from a similar cloth to an Alden Smith type pick that Vic Fangio obviously had just massive success, at least on the football field with um, in San Francisco. Uh, So, yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, kind of paying up, maybe paying a little bit of a a premium to go and make sure they get their guy. Um, When he's been on the field, Floyd, especially over the last month of the season, dating back to that win in green Bay and, Uh, his two-sack performance, including a strip sack that he recovered for a touchdown. uh, He's starting to look like that guy that was worthy of a top-10 pick. And again, this is coming from someone who thought it was a little too rich at the time. So, um, there's no question he still needs to get bigger. Um, He's going to have to add some bulk in his first offseason to give him a chance to be a true three-down guy, but Uh, The speed you see, the explosion you see, the versatility we're starting to see, although most of his splash plays have still been coming forward and rushing the passer, uh, have been very exciting. And and I think he's in a good situation under Willie Young and Pernell McPhee, at least now that everyone's healthy again, to where they can bring him around at kind of their own pace. So uh, Floyd pretty exciting. He's leading the NFL uh, all rookies in sacks with five now and uh, it is starting to come together, and again, when you can learn under Vic Fangio, John Fox, who worked with Julius Peppers, and Von Miller, it's a a pretty good situation to be in, and uh, he has been one of the rare bright spots for the Bears over the past month of the season.
0: Well, I tell you, that would be a nightmare scenario for the Giants' fans on Sunday. If Leonard Floyd comes out and has a whale of a game, and somehow (laughs) the Giants miss out on their opportunity to get to uh, four games over 500 for the first time So, Arthur, thank you so much for for joining us on Locked On Giants. Again, you can check Arthur out on Locked On Bears. And uh, we'll talk on Sunday for the game. Enjoy the game this weekend.
1: Thank you so much, Art. It's my pleasure.
0: list.